to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. It's your girl, your host, Lillian Harshaw. On today's show, this guy I've been knowing for 25 years. We actually met at JCPenney's. We were co-workers up in that piece. Today, he is a family man, a husband, a comedian, a clean Christian comedian. It gives me great pleasure to introduce to you Mr. Donald Martin, a.k.a. for show. When did you fall in love with comedy? Uh, I fell in love with comedy probably 2004 is when I fell in love with comedy. I always knew I was funny, but 2004 is when I uh, actually, 1310 was having a, um, they was having like a contest for like, clean comedians or whatever and I went and it was on 46 and Evanston like a little restaurant it's not there anymore but the building is still there I went and performed I didn't think I was funny but they was laughing right then and there I said you know what uh, other people can laugh this is the love that I have and so what made you decide to do clean comedy Christian comedy uh, well, I grew up in church, been a minister, you know, growing up in church. I just decided that this this is something that I wanted to do. So and then clean comedy. I mean, you know, it's just growing up in church. You just taught not to use profanity. So and I knew I was funny. with I knew I didn't need the curse to be funny. I just kept it Christian, Bible based, faith based, things like that. Now, when you say you grew up in church, you talking about like born and raised or you talking about you just kind of. You wouldn't church as a youth. Uh, at the age of two, far as I know, uh, I was pretty much born on the third pew. So, but <laughs> 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 not just, just raised raised in church. Uh, all I knew was church. That's all I did was church. So that was that was it. Growing up, my mom we had to read the daily what's that the daily bread every day, and we had to understand. And then I had to. Before I could go outside or anything, I had to do all that. So I just grew up in church, and then I, you know, I went to school. I went to a Christian school, uh, like it wasn't seminary, Taylor University, but it was it was a Christian Bible-based school, and I was going for theology. So that's just been in me. Do you remember those pamphlets that was like a comic book, but they were Bible-based? Do you remember yeah. those? We would get them on Hallelujah night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and just be all over the house. This is, this is especially yeah. the bathroom. I don't know why yeah. that was like the staple to be in the bathroom. Yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> That's funny. I remember that because uh, it was one that scared the crap out of me because it was talking about going to hell. Uh-huh. That and that one gave me the bejeebas because it was too graphic and too like yeah. detailed of this is what's gonna happen. I was like, mm mm. Uh, don't want to. They they scared they scared the hell out of us. I tell you. Right. <laughs> 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 so what did your family and friends think when you said, you know what, I I'm I'm doing comedy? They was down for it because people knew I always knew I was funny. What's crazy is though, I in the last probably so I've been doing it for I started in 2002, but as far as falling in love was 2004. So my family always been down with it and believed I can do it. In the last uh, seven years, I have taken it serious as far as this is something I can eventually do full time. So my family and friends, they was down with it. I just 
I, I think I didn't really take it serious until a later, later part of my, my life mm -hmm. as far as doing the comedy. Because I think this makes 17 years, but uh, I would say eight years is probably where I really, really, really been like, okay, this is, I want to travel all over the United States and eventually the world. But they was cool oh. with it. Do you remember your first joke? Uh, yeah, my first joke was, man, uh, how do you know you hood? You know you hood when you're older than your uncle. That was my first <laughs> joke. <laughs> that was my first joke. Or that one, I did like a, a series of how do you know you hood? And um, yeah, that was like my very first joke. How do you know you hood? When you wash up with a dish, a dish towel, you know, you know you hood. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. That's so messed up because I I got a, like probably about ten nieces and nephews that we're all the same age or they yeah <laughs> yeah it's a reality it's a reality in the in the African American Negro colored you know family it's normal mm -hmm. okay you literally made a tear shoot out my eye okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny was there ever a gig. Or a thing that you had to do that had you shook and you was nervous. Uh, I get, I actually get nervous all the time. I think one of one of the hardest ones I ever done actually was when I um, I auditioned for the Apollo. That was September of last year. It was just a little bit different, like because you're not. My idea of what I was supposed to do was totally different than what actually happened. And so the closer I got to getting on stage, the, I mean, I was just shook because it was nothing I thought it would be like. So, you know, because I was in a room where I thought I'd be nothing but comedians, but you're in a room with every artist, whether it was a poet, whether it was a singer, whether it was a dancer, and y'all was all in this one room and you had one judge and, and then you only had two minutes to tell jokes. You know, if they didn't like you, you know, they'd cut you off, but you keep going. So, you, you know, it was kind of like, you're talking about nervous, man. And then, you know, I, I still haven't got a call yet <laughs> from the Apollo. But it so can you, still you know, happen. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, but I learned I learned so much from it that it it wasn't a it wasn't a bad thing. It just was a okay, you learn from it and it wasn't it wasn't a disappointment. It was more of just uh I was so nervous because you only got two minutes. Mm -hmm. So that's when you got to use, that's where you go back to using the hood joke. You know, you hood because. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you go back to that. I mean, you try to use two or three jokes like that. Did you see uh, Def Jam 25 on Netflix? Yeah, I seen that. I seen that. And, and did, did you hear when Dave Chappelle was like, y'all turned me down three times before you oh, actually wow. let me on there? Yeah. yeah so, hey, they yeah. can still call you. Yeah, and it's and it's just. It, I mean, I probably will go back. Uh, I probably go back next year. A lot of things going on next year because I got remarried this year, so a lot of things are going on. Twenty twenty is like twenty twenty means vision. So I plan to do more because I have management now. Shout out to EMG Management. So I'm under management now. So I get to um, we we'll do a lot of more things coming up. You know, plus we got a big show coming up this October thirteenth. So who would you say is your comedic inspiration? It's always been Sinbad. I'm moving towards more towards Dick Gregory because I'm being more like 
uh, social in my comedy now, more up Dick Gregory. Of course, you'd say Bill Cosby, but I'm more of a Sinbad, uh, more Sinbad, more, more Dick Gregory, and I'm more of the clean side of, people have called me like the clean Bernie Mac. You know, I don't hold punches, but I mean, I, I speak truth, but in a funny way. Right, in a funny, clean way. In a funny, clean way, correct. Yeah, because yeah. Sinbad was that dude back in yeah. the early, uh, like late 80s and early 90s. Yeah, he was, he was, I mean, you know, you had like the Jonathan Slocum on like the Christian side, uh, mm -hmm. Jonathan Slocum. And of course, uh, uh, Roger Bryce, he does it personally. He's like the 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 godfather of Christian comedy. And then you had, a, I had a guy, a gentleman by the name of comedian Akatunde. He was, mm -hmm. he's, he's Christian comedian now, which I was one of the finalists in the 2012 for his show out of South Carolina. He's another guy that, uh, you know, I I see that I I look I look up to, and it's okay. a lot of other boys that I know. But you know, that's how it works. Now, if you can give any advice to someone who wants to be in, in comedy, what would you tell them? Uh, they need to write. They need to write, write, and write, and learn how to tell stories. Take criticism. Do a lot of open mics. Open mics help you out in your jokes, and also when you write jokes. It could be the same joke, but you just build on that joke. But writing is is key, key to it. When you do sit and write your jokes, do they just come to you, or or you just sitting there like, okay, I need some funny Jesus? So what I usually do is I just do like topics. So I may do um I may say used to get whoopings, and then I may do one uh, dating. I may do one raising children. And so then you put, what about raising children? Well, I got three children. One is, one of my son is like 6'5", 350 pounds. I may put them in, then I may put a joke like, he's scared of the dark. Like he's 6'5", 350, he's scared of the dark. And then I write it. So I kind of just put like headlines. And then during the day, during the day, I just, uh, you know, whatever I deal with during the day, whether it's job, whether it's, marriage, whether it's dealing with other people, then I just jot it down or so I may I may jot I may jot it down, you know what I'm saying, or come back to it. I'm I'm good on the on the fly of things. Like when I go in to do a show, I look at my surroundings. Like for instance, if I do a so some of my jokes are stable jokes and then I add on to them as time go on. And then sometimes my jokes when I perform I look at my surroundings to see, like if I do a family reunion, I try to be there like an hour before time so I get to know the people and bring them into my jokes. I wouldn't cut them. Now, that's one thing I don't do. I don't like Joan on the audience. Okay. I just bring up, I bring up situations where they necessarily wouldn't know I'm talking about them, but they'll mm -hmm. know the scenario that I'm talking about. Like if, you know, just say for instance, if somebody got on a pink something, I won't point pointing them out. But mm -hmm. man, I, I, I may make a joke and say, man, I was at the place and this dude had on his pink shirt with the bow tie and da da da. And then everybody's gonna look at him like, ah, oh, you know, kind of <laughs> thing like that. But not not point them out, but I bring them into my comedy. Congratulations on the wedding. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're so thank welcome. You. I know she's your I'm biggest sure. supporter. Yes, yes, she is. She some that's the one I bounce jokes off of her and she'll let me know that'll work or that won't work. 
And mm-hmm. then I sometimes I'm hard headed and still do it and won't get a laugh. And she'll look at me like, see, mm-hmm, I told you. Like, yeah, so she, <laughs> she, she's my biggest fan and my biggest critic, which I love because it's times where people be laughing and she'll come back and be like, that was good, but mm-hmm. X, Y, Z, A, B, C, which I need. How did you two meet? Uh, we met. She's a poet. And I was doing comedy. We met at Ebony and Ivory. I know mm-hmm. the Christian folks don't, you know, it wasn't a church. You know, the Church of Ebony and Ivory, uh, missionary, Kojic, uh, apostolic, uh, Pentecostal. Baptist. Baptist. AMC. 38th Street Church. That's where we met. That's where we met. That's where we met. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm gonna use that as a joke. I'm gonna use that as a joke. Wow. See, I come up with jokes in between. <laughs> oh my god! So who yeah. came first? Well, the, the crazy thing is, we was not even interested in each other because at the time I was, uh, uh, I was just really just not necessarily in a relationship. I thought I was in a relationship, but the other young lady I was talking to didn't think we was in a relationship. So it was like one-sided. And then I was like, you know, I'm just done. I'm just done. You know, because at one time I was married for a long period of time. And I'm like, I'm just done with this dating thing. And what's crazy is we we get there and I had seen some other young ladies and, and we got there bet- between a mutual friend. A mutual friend asked me to do it and asked her to do it. So we didn't even know each each other was going to be there. And I had never been there to that church. I'd never been to the church of Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> so I walked in and seen her, but I wasn't paying no attention to her. And then, uh, so it was a buddy of ours that was, that was starting a new club, a new church. I'm sorry, not a new club, but a new church yes, that yes, was up yes. in Castleton. And, you know, it was a late night church. And we decided to go there. She asked me, do you want to go? And I looked at her as like, you know what? I do. Come to find out we live right around the corner from each other. But we was friends for like a month before, you know, because we, you know, we just was like, oh, we cool, but we all right. And then, uh, but I knew. It's just crazy. I knew that she was the one. Okay. So when you said it was months later, how did you break that ice to cross that line from friendship to, hey, let's go out on a date? We went out like on a quote unquote date. Cause she went to one of my comedy shows uh, the next like day, and she was mm-hmm. laughing at all my jokes. So I was like, "Oh, well, nobody else laughing. She was the only one laughing." So I was like, "Okay, she seemed pretty cool," but I was scared of her. So I was like, "It probably took a month, but, you know." Then we started like hanging out, but it was like, "Okay, she was still talking to somebody, like talking to other people." And I was, you know, talking to other people, but it wasn't nothing serious. But I told her on the first, I said, you're going to be the one for me. She said, nah, you don't know if you want to fool with me. And I think probably a month later, we uh, mm-hmm. we I came over to the house, and I was like, man, we, we go together. And we go together, and <laughs> we, we've been going together. We've been going together off and on forever. We done broke up about 30 times, but I love her to death. It's, it's, it's official. <laughs> You were straight sixth grade on her. We go together. <laughs> we go together. Right. She's like, she like, where are we going? Okay. <laughs> said, How are you going to Debo somebody into a relationship? <laughs> wherever we go, we going together. Okay. So what do you mean you were scared of her, though? Because I, I was, like, she was, she was just different. Like, she wasn't pushy. She wasn't clingy. She wasn't any of that. She was just, I don't know. I just felt like, okay, this... 
this is a little bit different. So I, I was scared to touch her or like, you know, anything. Like, I think it took us like about a month almost to kiss, I guess, because I was scared. She was cool. I was nervous around her the whole time. So you had you a strong one, and you didn't know what to do with that. You, you was just to a whole to bunch of weak sisters, and then you got yeah. your strong one. You was like, oh, yeah. Lord. Okay, this is different. She liked me for me, for Donald Martin, not for for show. See, a lot of times people can't separate for show from Donald Martin. They like the funny mm-hmm. guy, but of course I got a dark side of who. As a comedian, you have a dark side of you, and some people uh, take the for show funny part, but they won't take the... Donald Martin, the real person. Because there would be times where I'd be like, oh, for sure, I'd be, she'd say something in the inbox, and I'd be like, oh, for sure. She'd say, your name is not for sure. Your name is Donald. Just say Donald. That's what's up. She kept you grounded, and she's going to keep you grounded. Oh, yes, yes, ma'am. I remember I saw you at one of the churches because I was invited to one to go to. It was um, it was just Wills, one of his yeah. things. Yeah. And yeah, I saw yeah. you, and I I, I want to say you was the MC. Yeah, uh huh. I was at uh, uh, the Greenhouse Effect. Yeah, but he had it at one of his uh at one of those churches. That's when he used to have yeah, the yeah, church. Yeah, yeah. So uh huh. My yep. my buddy <laughs> told me about it, and so we bought tickets to it. And I was like, oh, shut up! There's there's Donald. Get out of here. Yeah. And I saw her, and I was like, are, are they together? I'm like, I right, think they yeah. together. If they ain't together, <laughs> they need to be together because they right, look like right. they together. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to assume no babies. No, no, no. I got my tooth tied, so no babies. But she has three and I have three. We the, we the black bunch. Ain't that it? Yeah. So as, I, as we like to, my husband and I would like to say, we're a blended family. Talk about your uh, comedy show that's coming up. Oh, wow. So EMG Management and I, uh, for show entertainment, October 13th, I'm doing it on a Sunday. Actually, this is like my birth, my birthday bash. This is the, I guarantee you, this is like a hilarious lineup. So it's October 13th. It's a Sunday, 3858 Lafayette Road, Bella Marcia. Doors open at six. Show starts at seven. Tickets are $20 in advance and $25 at the door. You can get tickets from me, which is 317-701-5278, or you can uh, go on Eventbrite, www.eventbrite.com, and for show is the keyword. I got a guy, Austin Rich. Uh, He's my affirmative action. He's a white dude from Louisville. He went to a historically black college, Kentucky State. He's hilarious. Then I got Princeton Doom. He's from St. Louis. He's actually was on the heart of the city with Kevin Hart. Uh, I think the second season. So he's hilarious. And then I got Michael McDaniel all the way from Detroit. He's like one of my mentors now. He's one of the funniest clean comedians that you ever end up in the world. So I got them three coming in. And of course, I'll be hosting the show this is going to be a little bit different. This this is more of a edgy, you know. What I mean, it's not like no Christian base, but you going I mean, I'm gonna stay clean. And my comedians, most of them, they they grew up in church, so they know how it works. But it's open because we're gonna have you know spirits there to you know to drink, and <laughs> we're gonna have food by uh, catered food, and uh, we're gonna have DJ Pimp C, uh, mm-hmm. the Reverend. He's gonna be on the ones and twos. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he's gonna be he's gonna be playing the basement gospel music that's played <laughs> that's played at uh, you know the church by Ebony and Ivory and all the other churches. Right. So what we're doing is we implement. We be doing this show and see how this works. But we're looking to do shows like once every three months. Just bring di- different talent in, even local talent. Just just another way of uh, comedy. It's a lot of comedy shows going on, and we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're just bringing our flavor to the recipe. And I guarantee, this is what I guarantee people, like, you're going to get, like, some shows, your 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 feature or whatever, they only want the headliner to be funny. We, we bring in where we want you to laugh, a consistent laugh. When one get off the stage, boom. Next get on the stage, boom. Next get on the stage, boom. Where when you leave out of there, I guarantee you're going to be like, man, this was a great show, professional show, timely show, because we're starting at 7 p.m., I'm I'm getting on stage at 7 p.m., not 7.30. If it's 10 people there or if it's 150 people there, it doesn't matter. I want to honor everybody's time. So this is not CP time, right time. Oh, no, no. This is right time because it's it's important. I mean, we got – I mean, I'm grateful that people can come out in, you know, three hours with me, but people still got to go to work. People still Mm -hmm. got, you know, either work that night or work in the morning, still got to get their Mm -hmm. children ready. So – we want to honor people's time, and we're going to give you a great show right away. And we'll be out of there way before 9 o'clock. Okay. Thank y'all for coming out, everything, everything. <laughs> Do you already know who you're going to have in three months? We pretty much we pretty much have an idea, because mm-hmm. it's going to be, we're working on ladies' night. Uh, but, yeah, we, we've been very progressive in what we're doing, because we're not trying to do it every month. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like it's a lot of things going on. We support a lot of other other comedy shows and venues that's going on. But it's just basically uh, for showing friends. That's one thing I can say about Indianapolis. I have received a lot of support from the city. You know, a lot of people ask me, when is your next show? What are you doing? Well, I'm bringing something to the city that just would our flavor to it. Any word on your people in Flint? Still water is bad, so I'll be delivering water. And maybe I can come back home next year. I do. Mm-hmm. I deliver water every other year. Uh, so right mm-hmm. now, the Flint water uh, is still bad. Still got a lot of family there. The water is just going to be a connection to other things I want to do in that city as well. That's so messed up. They still got jacked up water and nobody, they just pushed it down the rug. Like it doesn't even exist anymore. Like it didn't happen. And it, yeah, like, it's like, a, it's our, like the problem is fixed. Yeah, it's not fixed. It's a, it's a political thing. It, it's all about, it's all about pol- politics on both sides of the fence on, mm-hmm. you know, whatever whatever party you with, it's on both sides. Cause I've seen mm-hmm. it firsthand. I haven't, I'm not telling what people, what I've seen CNN or Fox or whatever told me. I actually have people there. I'd be able to do more next year that I got the wedding and all that out the way. Mm-hmm. 2020 is more of a year where I plan to, we plan to do more. You ready for your last question, sir? I'm ready. What's up? If you can have any theme song be your song when you walked into a room, what would it be and why? Never would have made it. (laughs) (laughs) Never would have made it without you. Uh, Well, you know. Sing your song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God knows my heart. But anyway. the reason why is because I, I'm, I'm very grateful for the fact of 
I done fell so many times on my face. And the Bible lets us know that a just man falls seven times, but he get pretty much gets back up. And uh, I know that without a doubt, with everything I've been through, with a lot of mistakes in the, and some damaged lives I have come across that I have been through due to my behavior, I know that for me to be here, to be able to still laugh and be able to still have the support that I have, I know it because of God and because of Christ, and I would never would have made it without him. And that's why I know my comedy is not just for church folks, it's for everybody because it's, a, it's about letting people know that yeah, even church, out of church, whatever, you, you know God, you don't know God, we can all agree on one thing, we all struggling with something. Life is pretty much three stages of life. Either you're in a storm, either you're coming out of a storm, or you're going to a storm. That's the three phases mm -hmm. of life. And it, everybody can agree on that. Mm -hmm. It's just how you learn and act from those moments of those storms. Yep. Your attitude is everything. And Lord knows, sometimes my attitude was not good. Yeah, because like you said, we got we we you're a worldly church girl. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. But yeah, that definitely happens. Sometimes I'm just a little too churchy for the world, and sometimes I'm just too worldly for the church. <laughs> and you ain't you ain't joking. Yeah, but either way, joking. I'm still his. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. All right, sis. So I'll talk to you later. All right, you take care. All right, talk to you All later. Right. All right, bye bye. Bye. Thank you, Donald, for taking the time out to do this interview. I greatly appreciate it. And I know God is going to bless you, and I can't wait to see your next show. But if you like to be on Worldly Church Girl, click the link below, shoot your girl an email, and let's see what we can do with that thing. And as always, thanks for tuning in to the one and only. Worldly Church Girl.